Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Brittany Hodak. Welcome, Brittany. Thanks, Bernie. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to to have you join us. Thank you so much for joining us. And Brittany, you are the co-founder of the Superfan Company, a multi-million dollar fan engagement agency that's created successful campaigns and products for globally known brands, including Walmart, Disney, Amazon, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, the Boston Red Sox, and many more. And Brittany, you have published more than 350 thought leadership articles for a variety of national media, including regular columns for Forbes, Adweek, and Success. Your new book, Creating Superfans, shares a powerful framework for fan engagement with memorable case studies from businesses of all sizes. Your super model framework is game-changing. It's simple to learn, deploy, and to measure. And Brittany, on this episode, I'm asking you to reveal your supermodel framework. But first, let's begin with your backstory, Brittany. Give us your backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Well, like I think a lot of entrepreneurs, kind of by accident, definitely not by design. I grew up in a small town in Roland, Oklahoma. I always wanted to work in the entertainment industry. I thought I was going to be a musician or maybe manage a band. When I was 16, I finally got a job at a radio station, which was what I had dreamed of. And I was the mascot, which I thought was the coolest job in the world. I dressed up as a bumblebee. Um, I went to every like car dealership opening and state fair. And I had the very good fortune that because my maiden name was Jones, when the movie Bridget Jones Diary was coming out, our station manager said, we have a Brittany Jones. We should do something and call it Brittany Jones Diary. And I said, well, I could just interview all the bands that come to town. You're always talking about trying to drive more traffic to the radio station website. And the manager said, oh, like that other movie, that almost famous movie. Yeah, let's do that. That's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. So all of a sudden, as a 17-year-old kid, it became my job literally to hang out with rock stars and brag about it on the internet. Internet, which kind of spoiled any chances of me ever getting like a quote unquote real job. I continued down the path of entertainment, went to went to college, went to grad school, um, you know, worked at record labels and entertainment agencies and music magazines. And I was so obsessed with this idea of fandom, like what makes some bands go viral while other bands just go away. Why do some people love some things and not others? And I, I just, I was obsessed with trying to figure it out. Like what was the common denominator? What was the it factor? And as I progressed in my career, uh, I started working with more brands. I started working with larger agencies. I went back to school. I got a graduate's degree in uh, consumer behavior and marketing. And I started to realize that all of those same markers that I had identified 
in fans of bands applied to consumers in like every category. Mm -hmm. It was like this epiphany one day. I was like, oh my gosh, if I could take everything I've learned in music and teach people how to create super fans in their business, I can help everybody be a rock star. Like I can help everybody be, you know, trending in their category, in their space, whatever it is that they do. So that was sort of my, my long winding path to CX. And I, in hindsight, can see that I've always been obsessed with customer centricity and, you know, trying to create amazing and unique experiences, even though I didn't quite realize it at the time. Well, Brittany, obviously, you've got the whole fandom thing in your DNA. I mean, that background is spectacular for where you are today. So, so let's get into it. I want to begin by asking you sort of a high level question. And that is, when you look out there at the, the community of CX leaders, why should they even be thinking about, why should they even have this mindset of developing super fans? Well, you've got to create super fans because super fans are the only way you win in an experience economy. They're the loyal, enthusiastic customers who are going to keep coming back and are also going to advocate to their friends on your behalf. And we're living in a world where technology is making it so fast and so easy for any startup brand to come be disruptive in a category. Your brand is the only thing you have to future-proof your business. And if people are apathetic about it, if they're like, oh, I'll just shop with whoever's the cheapest or whoever's the most convenient or whoever's the closest, you're going to constantly be like knocking off competitors, right? It's going to be like whack-a-mole. But when you create super fans, when you have those loyal advocates that say, you know what? I don't care who the competitors are. You've transformed from a potential commodity provider who's always going to have to worry about acquisition to a category of one who, you know, there could be a thousand competitors and it doesn't matter because your customers love you, they're loyal, and they're constantly bringing you more qualified leads. Your customers are on their own digital transformation journey. For them, it's all about choice. Engaging your digital channels anytime, anywhere, customers value the answers they need in the moment, keeping them happy and on the go with your brand. iCore's irresistible people are powering this digital transformation. From self-service tools that save time to cloud-enabled tools such as robotic process automation, intelligent IVRs, chatbots, data analytics, and more. We're purpose-built to deliver the world's most sought-after customer service. As a true digital BPO, iCore can build your customer journey and create smiles for both employees and customers. Secure, on time, and to fit any budget. Smile with iCor. Learn more at iCor.com. Okay. Well, Brittany, those that are watching on video, because this podcast is available both on video and on audio, but those that are watching can see your book, Creating Superfans, right behind you. So that's great placement. And in your book, you explain your supermodel. And I'm going to ask you, as I said in the introduction, to explain your supermodel. So let's hear it. All right. So super is an acronym. It's designed to be super simple to remember, to teach your team and to, to use because the best models are the ones that we use. So S-U-P-E-R, this is my contribution to the world of CX, how people can create super fans. And it stands for start with your story. Figure out what it is that you're the absolute best in the world at. Why do you exist? How are you making your prospects and customers' lives better? 
why are you a better choice than your competitors? Because if you don't know, they're never going to be able to figure it out. So that's the S. Get crystal clear on your superpower and the uniqueness that you provide in the world. Now, if you've got a big team, you've also got to make sure your team is super clear on this. You want to have alignment so that you can create the intentional experience design that stays true to that story. So that's the S. U is understand your customer story. And do you remember infomercials, Bernie, from back in the day? I do, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about infomercials a lot when I was writing this book because regardless of the product, like it doesn't matter, you know, sham wows, foreman grills, bump it's like whatever. There is always that point in the infomercial where the very like exasperated, overwhelmed lead would look into the camera with this look of dismay and say, there's gotta be a better way. Right. Yep, like that was yep, always yep. the line. There's gotta be a better way. And then like inter miracle product that right. would come along and now everything was better, different, changed. Understanding your customer's story, actively listening, not just to show authority, but with empathy so that you can really understand the struggles that that customer is trying to overcome, the transformation that they're looking for so that you can see if your miracle product or miracle service is the one that's going to offer that transformation that they're looking for. Okay, so know their pain, really know it. Really know it, and not just the surface pain. What's really the root cause? And and what does alleviating it mean for their lives, not just for their business? Uh, I talk about this idea of really being customer obsessed, getting to know your customers. Do you remember the first time as a kid you saw a teacher outside of school? I don't remember the first time, but I do remember that I've had encounters with teachers outside of school. Yes, you're really taking me in the Wayback Machine here, but yes. Yeah, well, you know, the Wayback <laughs> Machine is where all the all the fun memories live. Um, I remember the first time I saw a teacher outside of school and it kind of broke my brain a little bit. Like I was like, what? Like they let you leave school? I just never considered the fact that teachers have, you know, lives outside yeah. of school. Yeah. And oftentimes people in sales and marketing, just because they haven't thought about who their customers are outside of their relationship right. with the brand, they're, you know, dealing with these like very one-dimensional flat avatars saying like, oh yeah, I know my customer, but the only thing you know your customer is your customer's needs as it's relevant to what you do. You've got to understand right picture because when you do that, you can really understand your customer's story. And I always say that super fans are created at the intersection of your story and every customer's story where yours and theirs overlap. That's where the magic starts to happen. Okay. So really humanizing that understanding then. Absolutely. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. So that's S and U. Next up is P and P stands for personalized. And I know anybody who's listening to or watching the CX uh, podcast understands the importance of personalization, understands that customer expectations have never been higher. We're not just comparing um, the, the businesses we work with to the businesses in that category. We're comparing them to all of the experiences that we've had across the board. So personalization is so critical and will continue to be even more critical to showcase to our prospects 
and our customers that you're not just another number. You're not just another order. We care about you and we want you to have an amazing experience with our business. Well, I would also say that personalization is where the brand can communicate to me as the consumer that they understand me, right? If they've personalized it. Absolutely. And all of the, all of the pillars of the supermodel framework build on the one before. So it's very much like nesting dolls. You've got to start with your story. Then you've got to understand your customer's story. Personalization is where those two come together, which leads to the fourth pillar E, which is exceed expectations. And in the book, I talk about the concept of intentional experience design, architecting the types of experiences you want your customers to have before, during, and after the transaction. And all of the pillars, S, U, and P, come into play before, during, and after if you want to become that category of one. Got it. Kind of reminds me of that old cliche, if you're on time, you're late. In other words, don't just meet expectations, exceed expectations. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I believe you're not always going to be able to exceed expectations, right? Like that, it's not realistic to say I'm going to do it all the time, but that should be the bar. That should be what you're trying to do, because ultimately I believe there's really only three types of interactions, right? At the end of every interaction, your customer is going to leave feeling better, worse, or exactly the same. You've improved their day, you've added friction or chaos or uh, irritation to their day, or it's like a nothing burger that they just check off their list and move on with the rest of their right. life. Most of those interactions are nothing burger interactions to the extent that you can use a little bit of creativity, a little bit of empathy, a little bit of curiosity to turn those you know, forgettable meh moments into something that is worth talking about something that makes them smile, something that they'll remember, something that they're likely to repeat. You have exceeded expectations. And that's very likely going to lead to that customer not just coming back, but telling someone else about the experience they had as well. Yep. And that's what every brand wants. Absolutely. Okay. We're down to the fifth and final pillar for in super. We are. So the R in super stands for repeat. And there's a couple of reasons that it stands for repeat. Um, and in the book, I get I get into this a little more deeply. I talk about the systems and the processes that you need to, to ensure repeatability in your business. But the R also symbolizes the fact that customer experience is not a set it and forget it. You don't just get to like repeat, you know, you don't just get to exceed expectations one time and be like, that's it. I created super fans. We're done. It's a day in, day out commitment to customer centricity and maybe even customer obsession going so deep, wanting to create those remarkable experiences and wanting to differentiate yourself. So one of my favorite quotes is by Elizabeth Arden and it's repetition makes reputation and reputation makes customers. So we've got to do the things the right way over and over and over again to earn that reputation that's going to bring people back. Yeah. You know, on one hand, it isn't rocket science, but on the other hand, the over and over and over again is something that a lot of brands don't do well. And so I think it's great that it's 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 your fifth and final pillar to just remind brands, you've got to be repeating this over and over again. So thank you for sharing the entire supermodel framework. I want to ask you, uh, Brittany, does the model apply the same across different industries, brands across different industries? 
Yes, it absolutely does. And the reason it does is because we are now living in an experience economy. It is no longer just about the products or services you sell. People don't buy products and services. They buy the experiences that they're wrapped in. So regardless of whether you're B2B, B2C, B2B2C, or anything in between, if you're not differentiating yourself based on experience, you're leaving yourself vulnerable to either a current or a future competitor coming in and saying to your customers, you know what? We're going to treat you better. We're going to try a little bit harder. We're going to give you something a little bit more special. Speaking of competitors, what about disruptive brands? You know, brands that really are emerging, maybe in an established category, but they they come in with sort of a disruptive model. Have you seen those kinds of brands apply the super fan model? Oh, I've seen so many disruptive brands do this. And if you think about even, you know, this idea of, of disruption, what do they all have in common? Well, they've got a unique story, right? They've got something that stopped people in their tracks. They made them care. They had a way of exceeding expectations, probably in a very personalized manner that showcased the fact that they understood their customers perhaps better than those legacy competitors out there. And they've earned a reputation for being able to deliver again and again and again. That is how they become disruptors. So yes, every disruptive brand across every category is over-indexing in all of the pillars of the supermodel framework, but it is also incredibly effective for legacy brands. And whether you are a small business or a big business trying to become a disruptive brand or somebody who's been around for, for centuries and is trying to fight off all of those disruptors, if you concentrate on these five disciplines, if you take the supermodel and apply it across your organization, I guarantee you will see results. I guarantee you will get more loyal customers. You will boost your reputation, the amount of referrals that you get, and ultimately your revenue. And, and Brittany, in your book, Creating Superfans, I know you've got many examples. So maybe in the remaining time that we have, you can share one or two examples of brands that are really effectively building, creating super fans? So I love brands that take a holistic approach. Now we know as marketers that a huge amount of the customer's journey happens before we're ever directly interacting with those customers. It can be as high as 65 or 70%. So doing things to influence those potential buyers decision-making before we talk to them is critical. So I love seeing brands that not only help set expectations about what to expect, but also tell their story about how they're different and what it's going to feel like to do business with them, whether it's a one-time engagement of, you know, coming to, to, to book a vacation for a couple of days or dine at a restaurant or something more ongoing, like a B2B contract that's maybe eight figures. So being able to say, let me explain what it would feel like to work with us to help influence that decision for the customer to say, oh yeah, like I want to work with these people and be qualified before they buy. Because we all, we all know like the only thing better than asking the person that you have a crush on to the dance and having them say yes is what? Going having to the dance with them. Go to the dance, yeah. right? We don't want to have a way to ask them. We want them to ask us. And so when you use the principles of the supermodel, you can begin to create these well-qualified superfans before you've even picked up the phone, before you've even started your marketing cadence to those people. So yes, I think um, people who want to create superfans need to start thinking about 
the top of funnel in a different way and say, it's not just about education. It's not just about providing information. It's about creating an experience. We're curating the journey for people to be delighted with their experience even before they talk to us on the phone. Brittany, I have to ask you this. This this will be my, my next to final question. And, and that is, with all the insights that you have into the value of creating super fans, you, get, you give us your backstory and how the whole super fandom thing is in your DNA. So you've got all these great insights and you've been working with brands on helping them understand and how to create super fans. What do you see in your crystal ball for CX? My crystal ball for CX says customer expectations are going to continue to go through the roof. We're going to continue to want more and more, both in terms of technology and innovation, in terms of the speed and the immediacy that we demand, uh, and also in terms of the creativity and personalization. So I think our expectations are going to continue to go up across the board. We'll continue to see something in one category and then immediately expect that to be available in other categories. So so, you know, if we can track our pizza on the way to our house, we want to be able to track, you know, our packages on the way to our house as well, right? We 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 have expectations and we say, well, if it works over there, it should work over here. Well, I can tell you that as a BPO in the business of delivering customer service for those brands that uh, entrust us to do so, we witness that each and every day. So couldn't agree with you more. Bernie, before I get to my final question, I do want to ask, where can our, our viewers and our listeners learn more about you and connect with you online? I'm at BrittanyHodak.com. That's my home on the internet. I would love for you to come pay me a visit. So feel free to come to BrittanyHodak.com and you can find my book, Creating Superfans, everywhere books are sold. It's available in hardcover, audiobook, and ebook. Fantastic. Well, those that are watching are seeing that on screen right now. And those that are listening, just scroll down to the show notes. You'll find all the links right there. So, Brittany, we do have a tradition here on the Digitally Irresistible podcast. Before we let you go, I'm going to ask you, when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? I love to travel and I've got two little boys named Cato and Jones. They're five and three. And my husband, Jeff, and I love to go on adventures with them. So whether we're going to Disney World or just the local zoo or science center, that's my favorite thing to do is to get to sort of rediscover the world through the eyes of my of my kiddos because you know it gives you a fresh new perspective, especially of their expectations. You you learn a lot about customer experience when you've got kids who are like, wait, why don't they have an automatic? door. I have to open this door myself or why doesn't this restaurant have an app? We could have already placed our order yeah. instead of waiting for the waitress to come take it. So I love hanging out with my kids. I love getting to travel and see new things. And they always open my eyes to that future customer that's uh, going to demand even more. That's great. Well, uh, I can tell you that as a parent of two adult children, enjoy them now while they're young. And it sounds like you're doing exactly that. You, are, you and your husband are enjoying those travel times and those moments where you can see those the looks on their face and those questions that they ask. And that, that's fantastic. And speaking of fantastic, I, I just want to thank you, Brittany, for joining me here on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. Uh, your, your book, Creating Superfans, uh, really, I think, is something that every CX leader should read and understand exactly not only why they should be creating super fans, but by implementing your super model, how to create super fans. So thank you so much for joining me today, Brittany. Thanks for having me, Bernie. It was a blast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast 
where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.